Oh, 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 oh. 
Uh, work on and y'all pray for the choir now. We just picking up songs here that uh, got to keep moving ahead, you know. And so uh, let's pray the Lord will help us have a good, good practice and a good strong choir. Okay, all right. Page number ten, everyone. Jesus saves. Heard the joyful sound, and it was a lot of joy to our heart when he heard that sound. Jesus saves. Okay, page ten. Thank <clears throat> you. 
joyful sound. Jesus saved, Jesus saved, spread the tidings all around. Jesus saved, Jesus saved, bear the news to every land. Climb the steeps and cross the waves, onward this our Lord's command. Jesus saved, Jesus saved, left it on the rolling tide. Jesus saved. Jesus saved, tell to sinners far and wide. Jesus saved, Jesus saved, sing ye islands of the free. Echo back ye ocean case, earth shall keep her jubilee. Jesus saves, Jesus saved. Above the battle strive, Jesus saves, Jesus saved by his death and in the slide. Jesus saved, Jesus saved, sting his softly through the gloom when the heart for mercy craves the triumph or the tomb. Jesus saves, Jesus saved. Give the winds a mighty voice. Jesus saves, Jesus saved. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saved, Jesus saved. Shout salvation full and free. Highest hills and deepest cave. That's our song of victory. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Be seated. Thank you so much. Amen. Come forward now. Brother <clears throat> Mike, would you lead us in prayer, sir? Again, Lord, I just want to thank you. Thank you.
talent carrying around a big old box full. That's a treasure chest. A treasure chest. It's for the Word of God. It's about the Word of God. The Word of God's a treasure to all of us, I hope. But um, appreciate him doing it. $3,000. It's in everybody's billfold. And we went to one of their stores. Whoever who said that, I promise you, I've given three times what the Lord gives to me for the Word of God. Yeah, they have a tremendous... Sometimes thoughts shouldn't come out. Yeah, right. That's right. Page number 82, the comforter has come. We need to hear from the comforter today, all right? Oh, spread the tidings round Wherever man is found Wherever human heart And human love's about And here Proclaim the joyful sound The Comforter has come The Comforter has come the Comforter has come, the Holy Ghost from Him, the Father's promise Him. Oh, spread the tidings round, wherever man is found, the Comforter has come. The long, long night is past, morning breaks at last, and hushed a dreadful wail. And fury of the black, as o'er the golden hills, the day advances fast, the comforter has come. The comforter has come, the comforter has come, the Holy Ghost from heaven, the Father's promise gave. Oh, spread the kind brown, wherever man is found, the comforter has come. Lo, the great King of Kings, with him in his wings, to every captive soul a full deliverance bring. And through the vacant cell, the penis image shine, the comforter has come. The comforter has come. The Comforter has come, the Holy Ghost from heaven, the Father's promise came. Oh, spread the tidings round, wherever man's found, the Comforter has come. Okay, let's do that last stanza, all right? On the last. Okay. On the last verse. Okay, on the last stand. Here we go. Here we go. Sing till the echoes fly above. Sing till the echoes fly above the valley sky and all the things above to all below me fly. And strains of endless love, the song that never die, the comforter has come. The Comforter has come, the Comforter has come, the Holy Ghost from heaven, 
my nephew who stayed in Kansas full. I've been talking to him. He's all played it. I can get through before it's too late. Amen. Amen. God is good. Yep. Amen, bro. Amen. That's right. testimony. Amen. Amen. All right. Take your hymn books. Those of you that can, please stand to page number 55. If we're going to preach about being free, we need to sing like we're free. And I got that in C. Page 55. Amen. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, He'll prepare for us the place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving, 
every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory will the tolls of life repay. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Onward to the prize before us, soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open, we shall tread the street of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Amen. Yes, ma'am. You yep. Amen. Amen. Yep. We serve an incredible God. There ain't no doubt about that. Amen. Incredible God. John chapter number 8 is where we're going to be. I got into a thing here. This past, uh, this started this past year. Started January 1st. Sister Lynn. I've got into the studies and everything and my devotion time and everything that I, that I do has led me to the point where trying to outgive God. And since I've started doing this, you know, and I'm not bragging on nothing, nobody but Jesus, but the Lord has allowed me to take on a missionary that we, that we're supporting and uh, taking uh, care of that, that person and everything. And uh, I've seen results of what, what God can do. Now, I love the missionaries, all the missionaries that we support here at the church. But uh, the Lord just laid it on my heart to take on, you know, some myself. And uh, so we're, that's what we're doing. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. This giving thing, I'm, I'm, I'll just go ahead and tell you something. I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm glad that I'm not stingy with God. I'm glad that I'm not stingy with God because I know that if I'm stingy with Him, He's going to be stingy with me. And I don't want that. I want God to unleash all the blessings, amen, that I can get. And so I'm telling you something. Your church, you, you, I, I'll just go I, 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 The reason that I've never preached a message on tithing is because of the fact that it'll blister to hide on people's backs that's inside here. You don't want me to preach your message on tithing. And I'll tell you why, because I'll tell you that the church, the church, I'm talking about the church of the living God today can't take messages on tithing because of the fact it hits them right where it hurts and that's right where their personal life is and that's where their heart is. That's why I don't preach on tithing. 
Because I'm going to tell you something. The, um, Brother Dwayne King says not to never preach in the flesh unless you're doing it by addressing something. And I'm afraid that I would preach in the flesh if I got on uh, uh, preaching on, on the tithes and offerings because I'll say this, God has unleashed the windows and has opened the doors and all the windows of heaven and He is all He wants us to do is to reach out there and grab hold to Him. I'm glad that I have reached hold to Him. And I'm going to tell you something, some of them blessings that I've been receiving is better than any monetary junk that this world's got to offer. Amen. John chapter number 8. We'll go ahead and move on, Brother Mike, for the sake of time. I could spend three days on that right there. But you know what we're going to do, brother? We're just going to go ahead and move on because if you smile any harder, I'll get to preaching harder. And I'll tell you, I don't know if I've got the uh, uh, the foot, the right foot, and I don't know if i got the lung capacity to the day to go ahead and do it. Amen? John chapter number 8 and verse number 36 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. There's a lot of people that's in captivity today because of the fact that they're not free in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not free in the things of God because of the fact they have chose to get themselves modeled down into the things that they can't handle. That's not what God wants us to do. Look at what he says here. If the Son therefore shall make you free. That Son, S-O-N, is capitalized there, talking about the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. And it's saying, if He shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. But see, that ain't how it is. People have made their mind up that they're going to stay in captivity. They're going to continue to stay in right in the place that they're at. And they're not going to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6.17 They want to stay just right there, Brother Sam. Mm. Father, we ask you now to be with us as we just try to humbly preach your word. Lead God in direct now, and in your name I pray. Amen. In verse number 31 and 32, and you see in this text chapter here, we'll see that, the, that Jesus tells his followers that they are free, and they can have communion with him. Now, I want to say this this, this evening. There's some in the room that's already heard this message, uh, some of it. And then there's others of you that haven't heard any of it. Just want to make this again say that because it's been preached before, but not here. That communion that he's talking about there is having a fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And see, don't we all want to have a fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Shouldn't that be our heart's desire? Yeah. Is to have a fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ? But we're staying in captivity. In verse number 34 and verse number 35, Jesus now tells the crowd that when, that when you were in sin, you're serving sin. Now see, what do you mean by that? Well, if you take a look at that them text verses there, it tells us that the, the sin you're in and the place that you're at is where you just soon stay. 
And a lot of people do that. A lot of people find satisfaction in the bottom of a pill bottle. A lot of people find satisfaction in the bottom of a bud donor. A lot of people find satisfaction in pornography. A lot of people have, uh, find satisfaction in, in the bottom of a, in what comes to the end of a needle. A lot of people just find satisfaction just stirring up strife, mischief, and all the other junk that's in the world. There's a lot of people that are just, that are in captivity to sin, and they really like it, and it don't need to be, because here it tells us that if you are in sin, you're going to serve sin. Mm. My, you know what that is when you want you decide that you're going to serve sin and stay in sin. That's rebellion. That's an absolute. That's an outright rebellion. I could, I, mm. brother Mike, I could go. Four or five days on that, on rebellion. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll just talk to Brother Mike here. Brother Mike, you can look around our society and you can see the rebellion in people. Can you not? Amen. And those of you that's had to been listening to that right there, if y'all amen into it and you overheard our conversation, I don't care. But see, in verse number 36, now, our text verse, Jesus says that when I make you free, you are just that. You are free indeed. Now, the Bible tells us there's none righteous, no, not one, and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, we all know that. So why are Christian men and women living in defeat and not free when they, they say, and I do the air quote, I got saved? It is sin that they have not overcome, and that sin that they hadn't overcome has robbed them of their joy. And so they decided they're going to stay right where they are, but they're going to go out there and they're going to advertise, I'm saved, I got to church. I'm saved. I'm going to get on Facebook and be a deep theologist you know, you know, in theology, and I'm just going to go ahead and lay out everything on there about the Bible, and then we're going to have two posts later. I'm standing outside. We're there drinking a beer on the deck or whatever. I mean, you know, come on. Stuff burns my hide. So why am I free in the battle? How can I be free in the battle? Why am I free in this battle? Preachers today are in a battle. The, the independent fundamental King James Baptist Church is in a battle. The people that go to church in a fundamental independent King James Church are in a battle. And that battle, it, it gets harder to fight each and every day. And day by day, they lay down their, 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 their sword and they, they walk away. They walk away. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm enlisted in the fight for truth and right, and I ain't giving up this fight. Amen? First of all, number one, I have no bondage. Romans 6.18 says, Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Amen? 
when I got saved by the grace of God, I, I, I look, I, look, I'm in the flesh just like you are, but see, I got 1 John 1 9 on my side, and it tells me that if I confess my sin, He is faithful and just to forgive me my sins and restore us unto righteousness. So, guess what? That's not written for the lost, that's written for the saved. Praise God that when I mess up, I can, I can just ask the Lord and I can just confess it and move on. I ain't got to get resaved like the Calvinists believe. Amen? At one point in our life, we were all under sin's control, but when we get under the Scriptures, we get saved by the grace of God. Look, we're free from all that other bondage. That day that when I got saved, I started a new uh, a change started, and when that change started, everything began to change for me. I tell you, there's something about when we became uh, something that Christ Jesus could use. We became uh, the unusable to the usable. The first time in my life when I was made free by Jesus Christ, I gained all kinds of things. I gained calmness, restfulness, and I gained peace. That passes all understanding because why? Because of the fact I got saved and I I'm, I, I don't have the bondage of any of the things. But I'm going to tell you something today. There's people living in bondage because there's people that work, that choose to work on Sunday when they don't have to. Now, now, if your job tells you you got to, hey, I understand that, but I mean, volunteer, and I'm going to tell you something. Something's wrong with that. There's people putting other things in front of church, ball games, racing, and all this other mess. No, you shouldn't put anything in front of church. Church should be a responsibility because of the fact that's where you need to be. You're saying, well, now you're, you're slamming on people that work. Yeah, I am if you're volunteering to work on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand vacations come, vacations go. Amen? I'm a big advocate for vacation. I love vacation. Amen? But see, the thing of it is this, though. When we let them vacations and everything get interfered, when we get back, we lay out of church because we got to rest from our vacation? No, pray, no. Uh-uh. Now, I miss, I miss Sunday. They were on, uh, when I was on vacation back in May, but I was on the back deck of the house at, out there at, at Cape Hatteras or uh, Kitty Hawk. I had the whole family out there on the back deck and presented the Word of God. After we got done with breakfast, we went right out there and sat right out there on the deck overlooking the beach. They were looking at me. I was looking at them. And see, and that's what it's about. Amen. I had told Brother Young, I said, my whole family's going to be together. And I said, on that, on that Sunday, I told him what I was going to do. And I'll tell you something, church. That's, that's where I, that my heart was there. I needed, I said, and here's the thing. I'm glad I did. Results come from it. Amen. Though it was months later, results come from it. Tyler got saved by the grace of God. Now, now my daughter, my grandson, and my son-in-law are in church on Sundays. See? And they're serving in a really good, solid, uh, fundamental King James church there about 15 minutes from their house. That's what I'm talking about, the Word of God getting the results. I'm free from bondage. Amen? Number two, I gained separation. See, when you get saved by the grace of God, you lose that bondage and you gain, and you gain separation. Separation is something good to be gained. Amen. 
I just quoted 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Wherefore, come out from under him and be separate. Saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, the Bible says. Well, see, you see rebellion in dress. You see rebellion in people's hair. Let me tell you something. We left eating breakfast over there in Eden, and two clowns come walking in. They were tattooed from head to toe, and they had on bright purple and pink hair. I walked past there going out, and I was about that, that older lady that was in there, and I told him, I said, well, here comes the clowns. I reckon the, car the whole carnival will be here in a minute. And she turned around and looked and started laughing. Unbelievable. But see... But see, I'm, we're, we're, we're free from this because of the fact we have gained this separation. We get saved, and I, like I said, and everything's changing. Our, our, dress, our dress should change. Our dress better change. If you're walking around town, let me just go ahead and say this. If you got on a pair of shorts and they up to here and a shirt that's down here, I got a problem with that. Amen. You're saying, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I'll tell you what, this right here, there's something wrong with your salvation. You don't see something wrong with it. There's some parts ain't supposed to be seen out in Walmart. <laughs> Amen. You should talk different. Amen. You should have a different speech. You shouldn't be cussing people out at the bank line. Amen. Mm, I ain't going to hit on that. I'm going to leave that one alone. But I'll tell you something, though. I will tell you this. That old saying, it's the biggest lie that's ever been told, Brother Jeff. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Words hurt. I don't care what nobody says. And when they come out of people's mouths, and they, hurt, they can hurt people. Amen? Mm. Everything that comes up in the pie hole does not need to come out it. Amen? Maybe sometimes what we ought to do is give an ounce of thank before we do a, a pound to speak. Amen. That's good right there. I need to remember that one. Your outlook changes. You should have a more positive outlook. A more positive way of thinking. A more positive way of acting. Amen? Instead of being a negative nanny. That'll never work. I don't even know why you're even trying to do that. Reminds me of that little puppet that that guy's got on TV. He'd be funny if he didn't cuss all the time. See, if you are what you were, you're not. See, if you're still doing and saying the same old things, you're not. Listen to this quote. I believe a man may be as vile as hell itself one moment and be saved the next. D.L. Moody. So see, I'm telling you this, church, you can gain separation and you can be different. Amen. You ain't got... Look here. Our church ain't going to change the lights. And we're not paying $40,000 for no uh, smoke machine to mimic hell. We just ain't going to do it. 
We're not going to we're not going to go liberal in music. We're not going to go liberal in Bible. We're not going to go liberal in dress. We're not going to do all these liberal things. We're going to keep on doing what the conservative way, the what the church was founded on, and we're going to keep on plowing. And I'll tell you what, in one day, when we're up on Heaven's Avenue, Brother James Albert's going to be walking by, and he's going to wave at us and say, good job. I don't want, any, I don't want Brother James to come by me and say, Brother, what in the world did you do? I don't want God hanging his head down saying, Man, you really let me down. I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to disappoint God. And I promised Brother, uh, Brother Albert before he died, I promised him that I was going to plow, I was going to plow the old fashioned way, just the way that he did. And he said, Amen. And we enjoyed a good, good, good Salisbury steak. Wow. Anyway, we're free from the old. Amen. Free from the old. We quit laying in self pity and wallowing in that same pool of what if we are now uh, saved we're free and now we have that wow look on our face going like wow look at what i can do wow i can't believe this wow look at this wow look at what the lord's done for me wow god answered my prayer yeah he did bro he did wow Wow, it's good. And the reason for it is because of the fact that we're not the old like we used to be. We're it's something new. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man, that word man means any person, be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. That means those old things should be dead. Passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Maybe it's time that we do a self-evaluation. Maybe it's time that we ask, are we still in the same place that we were in our Christian life, or am I advancing forward? I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you're still wallowing back there where you were when you were lost, and you're not moving forward for the things of God, then, honey child, let me tell you this. You need to get right with God and move forward with Him. Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to go back to Ray's past. I know what was there. And I got a future. And I want to get there. I want to walk on that street of gold. I want to see them gates of pearl. I want to see all that splendor that heavens has to offer. And I want to see the, the countenance of His glory. They say the brightness thereof, we have to hang our head down. Well, let me just say this right here. I can't, first thing I'm going to see when I get to heaven anyway is going to be that street of gold. Flat out looking right down at it because I ain't worthy to be up there looking at Jesus. But bless God, I can say I've made it. Amen. What a blessing it is. We should be happy, glad, and free knowing that we are saved by the grace of God and we are walking in His marvelous light. The spirit of a man is stronger than anything that can happen to it, Walter Scott said. So let's just go on for the Jesus. We're free from the, this is what you are, what they say I am, and what they think I am. See, you're free from all that stuff. 
Look here, people are going to talk about you irregardless of what, of, of what you do for Christ. Look here, if you do something for Jesus, they're going to talk about you. If you do something for the glory of the Lord, they're definitely going to be talking about you. But I'll tell you this, honey, if you tell them you go to Community Baptist Church and you don't do nothing, they're going to talk about it. And let me just say this right here. You say that you go to Community Baptist Church and bless God, you're walking into beer joints and all this stuff right here. And let me go ahead and tell you something. They're going to talk about it. Amen. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Amen. But let me just say this right here. They're, they called the church and said, look here, we got people going around town begging for money. And they come to find out, they saw talking about it was a Curtis. He was standing right beside of me when I answered the telephone in the church office. And I said, tell me more about this person. And they went on to elaborate. And I said, how about that? And I said, well, I said, how old's this man? Oh, he's, I, well, I'd, I'd say he's in his 40s. I said, well, the Curtis that goes to our churches, I'm standing right here. To, I said, ma'am, and I'm looking at him. And I said, he's 84 years old. Oh, I can't be him. And I said, then I don't have no other Curtis. That I, I don't even have a last name Curtis. I said, I got one. Thank God I ain't got no more. And I said, so I reckon this conversation's over. And I said, you've got the wrong church or you've got the wrong person. I said, you know, I said, so have a good day. And I hung the phone up. It bothered Brother, Brother Pruitt. He still talked to me about it for two weeks. And I was like, keep on telling him. I said, look, I said, if it's bothering you, it ain't bothered me. Amen. Because it didn't bother me. Because of the why. People are going to talk when you do something for the glory of the Lord. Amen. I say this. People are and always will have something to say and think about me. Because of salvation in Jesus Christ, he set me free. I don't worry, nor do I have to fight the battles that those people bring to me. Because my God will take care of every single one of them. The negative nannies are out there. They'll always be there. You must remember that negative nanny only knows, disrupt, instigate, gossip, and try to rip apart what's trying to be done for Christ. That's all negative nanny does. So you just have to go ahead past that. Check this out. They are not happy if they cannot gossip, stir strife, or build contention. They can't find pleasure in nothing else but this right here. Well, you know something I found out? You can't stir a chicken bog but so many times before it quits cooking. That's why I leave it alone. I put the ingredients in the pot. Some people ask, well, what's that main ingredient? Water. You can't cook a chicken bog if you don't have water. It's where you get that water. Oh, yeah. Got that, Brother Martin? It's not about the waters where you get it. Amen. But think about this for a second. A true born-again child of God will not be trying to do these things. They won't, they won't, and have, a, uh, won't have a desire. They won't have a desire to hurt people and won't have a desire to rip the church apart where it's trying to be built. These people are filled with the devil, and my Bible says so. James chapter 4, 
Verse number seven says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Resist the devil and all forms of the devil, and he will flee. Amen? <laughs> the very word murmur, how simple it is, made up of two infantile sounds, murmur, murmurs. No sense in it, no wit in it, no thought in it, it is the cry, rather, of a brute than of a man. Murmur, just a double groan. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Wow. You can say, that's in the deep end of the pool. I say, amen. Number five, we're free to go out. We're free to go in and out in the Lord. This raised eyebrows. Think about this for a second. I'm at work. My mind's not on the Lord, so I'm out. I'm still saved, but I'm, I'm out. Then all of a sudden, I remember something while I'm at work, and I start going to the Lord in prayer. I'm in. See, I got that passage. See, I don't lose my salvation. No, no, it ain't talking about that. No, it's not talking about it. It talks about we could come in fellowship and out of fellowship. Because when we're in fellowship, we're communing with Him as friend as friend. But see, when we're doing some other things from the uh, that we're not, we're not even really our minds is far away from God. But the Bible tells us that we're free to go in and out. Think about John chapter number ten and verse number nine. It says, "I am the door." Jesus is speaking here. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and show and shall. Go in and out and find pasture. See, we, we get saved, we go in and out and find security. That place of security is pasture. Can you imagine pasturing with the Lord Jesus? Finding rest, finding comfort, finding peace, finding all these things in Christ. Well, see, for you to do that, you've got to be in tune with Him and be in the walk with Him. Instead of trying to do everything against him and thinking that you're in the will of God. I'm glad he's the entryway. He tells us that first of all, he says, I am the door. See, you've got to enter into Jesus. See, that's the beautiful picture of salvation here. By me, if any man enter. By me, he's saying, once you come by me, through my blood, enter into me, he shall be saved. See, you get saved. And he says, shall go in and out and find pasture. Nowhere does it say you lose your salvation. Nowhere does it say for the Calvinist in there that you've got to get resaved, saved, saved, all this stuff right here all over again. No, it doesn't say none of that. It tells us that, look, sometimes our fault is not on the Lord because we're busy at work. But see, then all of a sudden you remember, so I didn't pray for such and such today. And you go right back in there and start talking that prayer, so you're right back in fellowship. That's what it's talking about. We can have that fellowship anytime we want that fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But it starts with salvation because he says, I am the door. Amen? Mm. I tell you something there, I go back to that pasture. That pasture is a place of security where the, all the wiles of the devil will never be able to enter in. 
Amen. I'll put it like this right here. I can use some of that pasture space right now. Amen. The Bible, uh, let's check, check out this right here by Ovid. Ovid said this, take rest. A field that has rested gives a bountiful crop. Amen. Deep thought there too. We gain a security program. Security lies with Jesus and knowing that you're saved. Over 100 of the verses of Scripture give security of eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. I am forever sealed. I'm forever saved. I'm forever sure of my salvation until the day of redemption. 1 John 5.13 records this, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Isn't it good to know, isn't it good to know that we have a God that gives us eternal security and we don't have to wonder about this right here, that if I'm saved or if I'm not saved? I know that when I got saved, God uh, uh, introduced to me His one-step program. I've been through the ones but we all before. How many times did Christ die? On the cross. How many times was he born of a virgin first? He was born one. Number two, how many times did he go to the cruel rugged cross and die there? Once. How many times did he go, was he buried in a borrowed tomb? How many times did he arise victorious over death, hell, and the grave on the third day? That's right. And how many times does he sit on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and for me? One time. He said it there right now. And I'll tell you this, he'll receive us one day into heaven. One time. One time is all it will take. And I'm glad that he's the one God that's doing it. Amen? Mm. Mm. Nothing binds me to my Lord like a strong belief in his changeless love. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, again. And last. The salvation that we have is free for all. Any, any whosoever will can come and take of it. Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a good thing to know that any whosoever, I'm glad I was that whosoever in August of 1999. I'm glad that Wednesday night that, look, he, he, he helped me get to church. He helped me get through traffic. And I'm glad. You say, well, God can't stop time. God can stop time. He did for me that night. Amen. When you get off work at 5.15, drive from my house, uh, from my workplace in Wilmington through traffic to my house, walk in the house, get a, a, a shower, change clothes, then eat a sandwich on the way to meet the pastor, and you get to Delco, North Carolina, and you look at your clock, and it's five minutes after six. Don't tell me that God can't stop time. He did it for me so I could get there to get saved. He did it for me. God can do anything He wants and anytime He wants, and He can do it where He wants, and He can do it just how He pleases. The question is not if you are saved. The question of the hour is, are you really saved? Two people... Know the answer to that question. Are you really saved? That person and Jesus. 
In 2024, might as well go ahead and get used to saying it, July 4th is already passed. Do y'all realize that the 25th of July is this week? Y'all know what that means. Six months from now, we'll be celebrating Christmas. Where did, and everybody's going to be saying, where did the time go, preacher? I'll tell you where it goes. Time waits for no one. Yep. It waits for no one. Time lost is never found. That goes credit back to all the way back to my ninth grade English teacher, Miss Tomlin. She had it over top of the chalkboard. Time lost is never found. And we still talk about it all these years later. And she's dead and gone. But the thing is this, church. Why are you you doing the I think so thing and doubting? Why are you doing the I don't know thing and doubting? Why are you doing, you know, well, I just don't know thing? And doubting. I had an email come in just last week from a young, young boy who had listened to all three and he tuned in specifically to hear the fourth part of the message that I finished up last Sunday. Like I said, this young boy, and he went into great detail about his life. And he said this in his email to me. He says, Preacher Ray, he says, when you say that you're as country as cornbread, you, I re- you really mean that because there are some words that you use, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> But he said, there's one thing, though, you never wavered on, and that was, I was lost and I must be saved. And that young boy accepted Christ last Sunday. Of course, I've already put his packet in the mail and everything like that to him. With with a church, and I contacted the church, and church, y'all ready for this? They have a van. And as far as I know, this morning... They have already made contact, and he is riding the van this morning. Amen. Amen. So I say this to say this. What if we never started Facebook, YouTube, Sermon Audio? Because he found us on TikTok doing one of our street uh, interviews and started following the church. 71 people have been saved since June, January 1st. Amen, See? 71 people. I go back. That's that, that young boy. This morning, he has no doubt about his salvation. I'll share this one and I'm done. 64-year-old female 
Nova Scotia. Watched a Wednesday night service several months ago. Sent me an email. And she said that the plain message of Jesus was given. And she wanted to let me know that she accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Now, that shouldn't make y'all want to shout glory yet. She has left her Greek Orthodox church, and she is now in a fundamental independent Baptist church in Nova Scotia. The church was located five minutes from her house the whole time. She now walks the church. I mailed her her packet. No doubt coming out of the Greek Orthodox. So see, don't tell me, don't tell me it don't have an effect. It don't have any, it does. I could go on with other emails that I've received, but here's the thing though. These people are now free from all the things that I have talked about. They are free from, but the main thing, they are free from their bondage of, of sin until to the day of redemption comes. And that day of redemption comes in Jesus Christ. We are sealed into the day of redemption. Kind of gives a whole new perspective, Brother Young, to Hebrews 9.22. Amen? Yeah, a whole new perspective. When you start talking about the blood. Mm. So see, the blood never loses its power. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. I ask you this morning the simple question. Are you tired of running? Are you just tired of running? If I could... I would walk down and get those by the hand that have doubt and fear and bring them to the old-fashioned altar and show them how easy it is to get rid of it. That's what the flesh of me wants to do. But the pastor part of me knows I can't do that. Church, isn't it time to quit running? Let's get things right. Let's get things right with the Lord. He's saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He doesn't say that everybody else is going to give you rest. He says, I will give you rest. Isn't it time that you just come on and give it to Jesus? <laughs> Isn't it time just to come on and give it to Jesus?
What you waiting on? <laughs> if you're here this morning, you say, hey, pastor. I've heard every word you said. And pastor, I want you to know that I am that person. I'm lost. Just like that young boy, just like that uh, that older female, I'm lost. That's not a bad thing for you because you have a way out. You're still alive. Jesus says, come unto me. Why don't you just give it up and come on? Nope. I'm going to go back to point number one that you made, preacher. I'm in bondage. I'm going to stay there. And I'm going to give you John 3.17. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. That's you. You might, and you might not. Father God, you know the hearts. We're not doing this raised hand thing today. You know the hearts. I'm asking for you to convict the hearts. Father God, I beg you, to put a Holy Ghost conviction on those that you know who they are and that games will quit being played and that it will be a day of salvation. And Lord, we'll give you praise, honor, and glory. Lord, I want you to know this. I want you to know that I love you and I thank you for first loving me to the point that you saved my wretched soul from hell. You gave hope that day to the hopeless, and the hopeless was me. You took nothing and gave them everything. And I thank you for that. Now, Lord, I ask you to do the same. But it can't be done without Holy Ghost conviction. So, Lord, I ask you now, to run the aisles, prick the hearts, and convict those that need you. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. All hearts and minds clear. Signify by standing, please. Amen. Church, the last, this is now week five. That I've closed, I'm, I'll be closing the service knowing that somebody has not done business with the Lord. Five weeks. And Brother Sam, one dear, one of them weeks, one of them was a, uh, a Wednesday night as well. I don't know who it is.
But I promise you this, God ain't going to let go. But let me just assure you something. When God does let go, you'll know it. And I'll tell you something. You'll know it because he'll never come your way again. You'll be forever stamped with